Levi, you ever have a, a an interview or a conversation with someone just just go horribly wrong, short answers, or just a, a death of an interview? Oh man, hey, happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, the uh, I assume you're are you talking about the Marquette case? Yeah, thing? we we are. Yeah. Yeah, I listened to that. That was that was something. I think the oddest thing about that was the fact that he didn't even have to he didn't have to stop and and talk. Mm-hmm. I mean, they he could have just said, "No, I'm not interested in talking today." And then, but he sat down anyway just so we could stonewall him. I mean, you don't. You don't really see that very often. Usually you see that when guys are like notably like, ah, oh, I have to talk to the media. Mm-hmm. All right, fine. And they give yes or no answers or, you know, I mean, like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like the other day, like uh, Nick Nelson, rookie, he's, he's not trying to stonewall anybody, but he's a little bit nervous about the whole thing and he, he knows he has to do it. So he gets up there and it's all just one word answers and mm-hmm. like, yeah, I was having fun. And then you just everybody has an awkward stare. And that thing lasted maybe like a minute, and everybody's like, "Okay, we're not, we're not yeah. getting anything. Let's just end this." It's basically what happened in that interview as well. They're like, "All right, thanks for stopping yeah. by." Yeah, you push like two times, maybe a third. This, it's not happening. Yeah. It's not happening today. Can't get the answers we're looking for. Yeah. There's yeah. no point. No point in wasting anybody's time after that. Yeah, editor in chief of uh, Silver and Black Pride, our frequent guest here, Oakland Raider insider Levi Damian, with us for the official introduction there on the lowdown. Uh, pretty competitive practice today. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was the best practice we've seen. I've seen all camp. As far as from a from media perspective, watching it, it was a lot more exciting. They were trying a lot more things, uh, uh, taking a lot more risks, if you will, chances downfield and whatnot. And may, I mean, do you attribute that strictly because the Lions were here? I mean, just different competition, different vibe, or what? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I asked. Uh, it was inter- the one thing that really stood out to me was you know, the you know throughout camp up to this point. There's there was a total of two interceptions I think I think there were two interceptions uh, one by EJ and one by Connor Cook and I think those happened on the first day and and then since then there hadn't been any and a lot of that has to do with the fact that they've just been doing a lot of short stuff and they don't do a lot they don't do a lot extensive team sessions maybe two or three in a in a practice which is um, you, unusual for what uh, I'm used to seeing usually there's more like about five around about five team sessions at the end they like to face each other a lot. And uh, but uh, these, the, what they do here mostly is they do a lot of preparing on separate fields, the offense and the defense, and they spend most of practice preparing before they actually face each other. And and then you, like I said, you see a lot of short stuff. And out here today, that it's it was, it was all you know they were actually kind of uh, simulating a little more like a game. Have you seen someone because you've been here every day that's really impressed you so far in this camp? Oh, Arden Key. Yeah, mm. Arden Key's. He is amazing, really. I mean, I don't want to use uh, superlatives like that too uh, loosely, but, I mean, he wins just about every um, – I, I said at one point, I'm like, this guy, this guy, I don't want to overstate this, but he's, he's unblockable. He's, he just gets around uh, – granted, you have to consider the fact that he's going against a couple of rookies and a second-year guy in Jalen Ware who's, you know, to be honest, he probably has a real long shot to make the team. Uh, but then, you know, he went against Kalechi yesterday – uh, on the inside, and and it was he went right by him. Kletcher was like reaching at air, at like he was like, "What happened? What just happened? Who what? <laughs> who was that guy that just ran by <laughs> me?" Type of deal, and and that's that's when like a lot of a lot of fans are like, "Well, talk to me when Donald Penn comes back. You know, talk to me when he faces somebody who's talented." And I'm like, "All right, well there you go." And now they're like, "Okay, now you got my attention." You know, I just tell I just say, you know what? Even even the worst offensive tackles aren't going to get beat every time. You know, he's not – He's the percentage-wise, you know, you consider what uh, even the worst offensive tackles are. They have, like, 300 snaps, and they give up maybe 50, 60 pressures in a season. You know, you're not going to 
you're not going to give it up every time. And he's just, every time he's he's getting pressure practically, and it's really impressive. So how do they envision using him, assuming Khalil is back? Because, I mean, that's another good edge rusher, right? I would think at this point he's a third down rusher. Um, he's very much like Alden Smith. He looks mm-hmm. like he looks the part. He's big and tall, and uh, and he's got great bend and everything. He's um, and if if you can, I was ta- when Alden Smith was when it looked like he might at some point come back before he kept like shooting himself in the foot. He um, it, you just, just talk about it like well when when Alden comes back, what are they gonna, what are they going to put on the field? Uh, who's going to you're going to have Mac and Irvin, and then Alden. It just adds this like kind of a bonus thing here, and I think that's what it would have would have been. And right now he's uh, right now Ar- Arden is backing up uh, Bruce Irvin, and I think uh, they really wanted to go NASCAR. They simply could put him in the in the game for that. You mentioned Donald Penn there a few moments ago, Levi. Do you think Colton Miller is going to take his job before Week One? I don't. Okay. I don't. Uh, I think Colton still got some developing to do. Uh, at least what I've seen on. Um, Gruden every time he's asked about him said he's he's improving and stuff like that and uh, I think uh, I think Penn will be back when he gets back he'll he'll retake his his spot and then it'll be good for Colton to to sit behind him and learn they're not going to move him back and forth um, between right and left tackle he's just going to he's going to learn behind Penn and then he's going to take over for him you know you know Gruden likes his veterans and he likes to he like he's kind of old school in the way he likes to develop players if he can behind behind the veterans and I think it'd be good for him. How's the running scheme? I know Gruden has the, they have a fullback in, a couple fullbacks. they got multiple running backs. How's the running game looked? Well, you know, granted, it's hard to tell some, a lot of times how the running backs are doing. I mean, I always point to Darren McFadden always looked brilliant in the offseason, and that's cause, mainly because he knew nobody could really hit him or take him to the ground and whatnot. But uh, from what I've seen, it looks really good. Uh, Marshawn Lynch looks fantastic. Every time he touches the ball, it's like all of a sudden he's – He's um, well, he's beast mode. He goes beast yeah. mode as soon as he touches the ball. He's he's, he's such a relaxed kind of uh, laid back guy. Walk around in flip flops um, normally, but then as soon as that ball gets in his hand, he just gets a completely different energy. And you do not want to be anybody trying to take him down. Just today, first play that the Lions the Lions came over to this first play, he just laid out a, a DB. I think it was a DB. If that was a linebacker, that's really <laughs> impressive because. I mean, he came over, and it might have been a, a linebacker, but uh, but it happened really fast, and and he literally sent him in a backward somersault, first play, and it's like, wow, he's he's been waiting for this, and so yeah, I mean, I expect expect him to be more like the guy you saw late, um, latter half of last season, four point six yards per carry type of guy, and uh, and you know they're they're doing this uh, what they're saying is like a downhill zone. I mean, I'm not a offensive line expert i'd have to wait until i really see it uh put on the field to see what, exactly what they're talking about but they're saying it's not going to be a lateral zone thing and that's the reason why a lot of the like the guards are cutting weight they, i mean kelechi looks like a different person he's so um so much, he's taken off 25 pounds because they want those guys to be able to get downfield and block so that's that's what uh mm-hmm. that's what they're doing Levi Damien, Silver and Black Pride with us here on the lowdown it's been a star-studded camp so far Peyton was here we saw uh, Warren Sapp walked by uh, just a little bit ago. Have you had a chance to talk to any of the players about what they've gotten from these guys being being here at camp? Well, um, just today, um, uh, Mario Edwards said that uh, said that he learned a pass rush move 20 minutes before he took the field, and uh, and then he ju- they ran it a few times, and he it went out and he implemented it. First pass rush, he just he did this. He did like a kind of he sold it to the left, and then he just just like 
just a one one hand thing and and um the line's top pick rank right now he just kind of did this and kind of like <laughs> looked a lot like a clutch the other day mm-hmm. just like and he's Where'd gone he go? he, yeah. he's, he, and he's on the quarterback quarterback because it's not actually a quarterback in there for pass rush drills but but uh, so that's a great example of of that and you know when charles woodson was out here the other day he's always very generous with his with his time both with the media and the and the players when they when they want to ask him he was a one of the most honest guys you'll you'll ever meet but when he was when he was playing as well you, you, you the media flocked to him because they knew that they were going to get candor from him and he he brings that out here too and uh, so you know respect guys whether it's a, as a player to you, know, you say what did I tell me what I did wrong or or as a media to tell me you know tell us what's happening here you respect guys that that give you the the God's honest truth each time and then Peyton Manning out here um, I imagine when he and Derek Carr were going against each other he wasn't he either well they didn't have the time and if he did he's not gonna he's not gonna help the, his rival too much but now he's now he's just uh, he's a free agent as he like as he said and he can come out here and uh, really teach Derek Carr what it means to, to be a uh, well I guess a Hall of Fame quarterback and nobody did it better in as far as getting up to calling the judging the defense and calling the play the line of scrimmage than Peyton Manning and you what they're doing with Derek Carr is a lot more of that calling the play at the line so I mean mm-hmm. they can't you can't I can't think of a better quarterback to come in here and kind of you know steer Derek Carr in the right direction in that regard being here all the time how different is a John Gruden Raiders camp than Jack Del Rio let's say last year I'm going to say night and day. Really? Oh man! The In en- what way? The energy, um, and I and I don't mean like uh, I mean because we always talk about how you know Ken Norton Jr. was just really riled up and he get up early and he's just like a drill sergeant or whatever. It's just the energy here is there. Um, there's a spirit of competition that that they're in. Gen- what I was talking, remember I said earlier, I was talking about they they put the defense on one field and the offense on the on the other field, and then they they run on the. It's two different teams out here. They're, like they're scrimmaging against the Lions, but they're basically scrimmaging scrimmaging against themselves every day. There's and there's essentially two head coaches when you think of uh, Paul Gunther as the head coach of the defense and John Gruden as the head coach of the offense, and there isn't a lot of like intermingling as far as the uh, you know instructions concerned. It's just he's they go against each other each day and. And the, you can see the excitement in, in the in the players when they when they make a play they like, and the frustration when they when they make a mistake that that, that you just didn't see before. And and John Gruden has has a way about him that he can he can rip you and and then still make you laugh at the same time. And he does that all the time. You see it out there all the time with him. So many times he says something. I wish I could I wish I could tweet out. And I'm like, oh man, I can't tweet that out. It's so great. It's just like gold. It, and but I can't because we're not allowed to say what uh, what he says on the field. But uh, I mean, being imagine being on his team and getting sure. to hear him say that he just he inspires guys. And then these uh, all these guys coming in, these uh, guys like Charles Woodson and Peyton Manning, they they come out here because because Gruden, because he's uh, he's well liked and his players go to bat for him. Khalil Mack could be uh, some inspiration for some people. Uh, he's not here, and it's pretty glaringly obvious, especially when you talk to uh, a handful of people around. Uh, there's a lot of rumors flying around uh, about him right now. What do you think about the, the Khalil Mack Raiders situation as it stands today? Well, I think, I think first of all, I don't know if he's going to sign a, an extension before the, uh, the start of the season. I, um, yeah, I think a lot of people are kind of – I heard some the word like mysterious was used in some regard today, and I think that's pretty accurate. I mean, it's yeah, we don't 
it's, it's hard to tell exactly what's going on there. Whenever you hear somebody talk who clearly was speaking to the agent, they say one thing. And when you hear people talk to Reggie McKenzie, they say another thing. And, and uh, what, I, what I do know, what we all know, is that he's got one year left on his contract. And after that, they can franchise tag him if they want. And I can't imagine they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So, um, so even if he didn't get a deal done today, I don't, I don't imagine they would trade him. I think that, that sounds ridiculous. I just can't even. It's just, you know, there's no Herschel Walker situation going on here that I can see, foresee. Um, I'm sure I've been surprised in the past, and we all have. But, uh, but th- I think they have at least a couple years that for, um, we're going to be talking about him here and work. Um, hopefully, they get a deal done before that. But uh, they have that kind of leeway. Assuming he's on the roster day one or uh, game one, what are your expectations for this team in this division? Well, I'm I'm still uh, working through that a little bit um, right now. I'm I'm thinking that uh, I mean I've always kind of had the idea that uh, as good as John Gruden is as, as a coach, I think that that there might be some um, acclimation that happens. They might need, I, I've always kind of figured they needed a season to really get into it um, before they become what they what they could become and that's mostly to do with the offense obviously and I, I don't really know what to expect for the defense because you know we talked about the fact that they didn't have much they didn't have any interceptions the first part and they're not doing a lot because I don't think the de- defense has really been tested yet and I think we got to see them in a game situation see of how much they've improved from before and uh, I mean so there's a there's a lot of variables happening right now and I, I think even if Mac did sh- show up a few days before the start of the season I don't think that would affect him too much he likes to call him a plug-and-play type of player. I mean, you remember when Alden Smith referenced him, he came in like three days before the start of the season, and he had a, he had a, a couple sacks in the first couple of games. And, and so he didn't look like it was a – I mean, he, as, a, as a pass rusher who can get after the quarterback and, and just stop the run like he can, I don't think he needs a lot of time to prepare. They're not 13-3, and three, but they're not 6-10 and 10 either. So it's like they're somewhere in the middle of that. We just yeah. have no idea what. Yeah, I mean, I – I've, uh, I've, I basically when people ask me, I usually say about nine and seven, and I don't know if that'll change by the end of the preseason, but that's kind of where I've been. Which is near the top, right? I mean, I don't know what the ceiling is of the division either. Well, everybody kind of likes the Chargers, but uh, you know, then we like the Chargers every year. <laughs> yeah, every <laughs> year, every year, it's like all the about the Chargers. And then their injury report yeah. just, just gets longer and longer. Jason Verrett being out is probably not yeah. good for that for them. And uh, but uh, yeah, everybody seems to like the Chargers. I. Um, I think that's probably right. They're probably the f- their favorite for for good reason, and I think the I think the others are kind of on a downward slope. I'm not I'm not sure about Patrick Mahomes. Right. I think uh, I think he might need some time to reach what the expectations that they expect for him, and and uh, I think the Broncos are a real wild card right now. Uh, Silver and Black Pride dot com. Levi, always a pleasure, my man. Absolutely. Thank Levi you. Levi Damien here on the Low J.